You're listening to Song Exploder, where musicians take apart their songs and piece by piece tell the story of how they were made. I'm Rishikesh Hirway. Kelly Lee Owens is an electronic music producer and songwriter, originally from Wales. She's released two critically acclaimed albums and done remixes for Björk and St. Vincent. Her most recent album is called Inner Song. It came out in August 2020, following what Kelly described as the three hardest years of her life. In this episode, she takes apart her song, On, and she explains how the song's tone and tempo shifts mirrored her own journey processing her trauma. My name is Kelly Lee Owens. The last two or three years before making this album, I'd been through quite a lot personally. And I would say, you know, suffered a lot of losses, which involved a lot of grief. The day I made this song was the day that Keith Flint from The Prodigy passed away. And The Prodigy, I've loved my whole life. And I think actually it technically counts as having been my first CD single. Yeah, I've loved them for most of my life. So when I heard that he'd passed, it really affected me. And the song, in a sense, was born of that energy initially. But even though this song was inspired by the passing of Keith Flint, you know, which is a very emotional thing, I often start songs with inspirations from samples that I take. So anyone that knows me knows that I'm obsessed with capturing sounds. One of the samples that I had laying around on my iPhone was of a train that I recorded like a year earlier. It was at a London station and I was on my way to an airport. It sounded so high definition. There was a specific rhythm. And so, you know, I just whipped out my iPhone and recorded that quickly. So I'll bring those little samples to the studio and often that can spark an idea. And that sample as a percussive tool, as a hi-hat, really stood out. And so I thought that would be a great starting point. But the original sample was quite slow. And this track wasn't necessarily going to, to be that. I wanted to find a BPM that felt good and then sped up the train sound to sound like a, a hi-hat or a maraca. It's just way more exciting to me, at least, to find a sample that sounds like a maraca than actually use a maraca. So we started with that sample and then built up the percussive ideas around that. Initially, this track was called for a very long time, Spirit of Keith, because I genuinely felt like partly like his spirit was coming through and there's kind of like that slight breaky prodigy influence with the percussion as well. I knew I wanted a kind of crazy, kind of, you know, quite hard section, but wanted to go into the more kind of melodic stuff. The chord sequences came out very quickly. I feel like they're quite emotional tinged with sadness, but also, you know, quite euphoric. 
I work with James Greenwood, who co-wrote and co-produced on this record, and it's his synth. It's a synth from 1984 and analog, and I just fell in love with it. Once the main chords have been established, there's always like harmonies, usually on the same synth, just to kind of like enhance and build like a wall of sound. Kind of like a sonic hug. I wouldn't romanticize, you know, feeling low or depressed as being the only way that you can access good art. I think we're kind of moving on from that cliche, you know, but I had a, a body trauma release therapy session and I became very low a week after that. And I was able to really feel all of these things I'd been suppressing. And so I could access things more truthfully and it was actually that week that I happened to be putting aside to write lyrics for the album. And so it was kind of like the floodgates opening. So this is how it must go. The words like, this is how it must go, now I am moving on. They're quite open, they're quite simple, but it definitely felt like when initially I was singing over the music that that was just what needed to come out. The emotions came through and I really needed and wanted to be very direct and very honest. It was cathartic for me. When I find like a melody that really works and lyrics that really work, I then start to build harmonies around that. So, this is how it must go. And now I am moving on. Now I am moving on. When it actually comes to the recording, I can't have anyone in the room. It's really important for me to be able to have that time and space to be able to do that freely. It's a real, like, intimate experience for me that I really treasure. Head and heart in unison. We can't go forward. There's a simplicity in the melody where it sometimes feels like a... Not a lullaby, but it has that quality to it, you know, where it's like kind of holding a dreamy emotional space for you. My favorite sort of lyrics in this is, can only love as deeply as you see yourself. And this was something that like going through therapy and my personal situations that I've been through is like, I realized like someone can only love you as deeply as they're willing to see themselves. We all have that responsibility. And the deeper you go into that, the deeper I feel you can actually truly love. I don't think I've written a breakup song before. Sometimes, you know, you feel like that oversimplifies it because actually 
you know, there can be things that come like that are derogatory with that in a sense of people like, oh, another breakup track. But it's more complex than that. The losses I experienced, the most devastating loss I experienced that was the loss of myself. In the chorus, I just keep going with the harmonies and the layers until I get to the point where I feel like it's emotionally connected. That moment when you can kind of just go like all out, you know? After the second chorus, I mean, I was aware that it's quite an emotionally heavy song and I wanted to almost free myself from what I'd created, you know? So while it's important for us emotionally in life as well to like lean into those cracks, I think it's important to have hope. I wanted to create that sonically and sort of transmute pain and, and the sense of loss within the sounds of the first half and create this whole other second half that just allows you to move on. As the second chorus ends, this is synth, but purposefully made it sound like a siren as a klaxon, like, okay, here we go. We're moving from one state of being to another. We're moving from one phase to the next phase. And then the kick comes in. And it just becomes quite in your face. Just being like, right, here we go. We get on with this. So the chorus is saying, now I am moving on. The second half was the moving on bit. And celebrating that with, with movement. I believe we store traumas in the body and it's well known that kind of movement can shift a lot. So I wanted it to be like a dance floor moment. There's like a synth line and sometimes it can feel like the synths are lining up, but then wait, are they? It's kind of like the back and forth of can I move forward? Like, can we do this? Yes, we can. Okay, right. That's what I needed in that moment myself. The notes in the outro change, but that is just simply the beauty of working with analog synths and sequences. They have a mind of their own and basically they're technically mistakes, but I always leave the mistakes in. Those last little few notes really made me chuckle, so they had to stay in there. And that was representative of like, nothing's perfect and the mistakes sometimes are actually not mistakes at all. The vocals that come in in the second half, they don't happen very often. And they were one of the last things to be placed in the track. It was completely instrumental. And then it felt like, okay, I need to knit in something that connects to the first half. (laughs) 
for me, it just made sense that at those moments in particular that we connected back to the initial feeling because actually in life, you can move forward from stuff. But of course, like we all have memories and we feel like we're always going to be connected to the things that have happened to us. It's what makes us. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. And so I'm just acknowledging that sonically. There would be times where James and I were working on it and I'd just say, oh, sorry, crying again. (laughs) And I know that can be an amazing sign, right? When something is moving you. But it happened so often that um, it wasn't a problem, but it was like, okay, Kelly, like pull yourself together now, focus, right? (laughs) So this one in particular hit me hard. What I experienced was so deeply traumatic. And, you know, it was a situation that zapped heaps of my energy to the point that I didn't know if I could create anymore. So just the fact that this album exists is like a testament in itself to my spirit, I think. There's something about when we go into the pain and we access those feelings of sadness or melancholy, I think there's, it can be transformed transforming that pain and finding the blessings within it. And now, here's On by Kelly Lee Owens in its entirety.
Visit songexploder.net to learn more about Kelly Lee Owens. You'll also find links to buy or stream the song, and you can watch the music video for it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, home of the Name Your Price tool. You say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote. Visit Progressive.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Song Exploder is made by me, Rishikesh Hirway, along with producer Christian Coons, production assistant Olivia Wood, and illustrator Carlos Lerma. Song Exploder is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX, a collective of creative, independent podcasts. You can learn more about our shows at radiotopia.fm. You can get a Song Exploder t-shirt at songexploder.net slash shirt. You can also follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Song Exploder. My name is Rishikesh Hirway. Thanks for listening. Radiotopia. I'm excited to tell you about a brand new show from Radiotopia called The Recipe. It's hosted by J. Kenji Lopez-Alt and Deb Perlman. You might know Kenji from Serious Eats and all his incredible food wisdom. He's also the author of the cookbooks The Food Lab and The Walk, both of which are New York Times bestsellers. Deb is the creator of the extremely popular recipe website, Smitten Kitchen. She's a self-taught home cook and cookbook author. And on this new show, Deb and Kenji will do a deep dive into the techniques and ingredients behind some of the most popular go-to dishes. Look for the recipe wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes start February 26th.